Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the 82nd episode of the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. In this episode, you are going to learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for in a resume. I took some of the best recruiters here in Austin, and we're going to have a live panel discussion to help all of you get hired. The theme to hammer home, put yourself in the perspective of a hiring decision maker, and we're going straight to the horse's mouth with this episode. We'll talk about how to get your resume noticed in the first place and how to be the one that gets picked in the interview process. Just a quick, exciting announcement before we start the show. We just launched our Instagram account. It is at Career Warrior Podcast, and I'm so excited to connect with all of you in this way. By following us, you'll get another human side of the podcast. You'll see exactly what I look like and what the amazing guests look like as well. Most importantly, you'll get some additional motivation and visuals for your job search when you're casually on Instagram. All right. Why did we do this podcast episode? It was to remove as much pain as possible during the job search. I've dealt with so many job seekers who are struggling because they don't know what the hiring process really looks like. And I guarantee you, anyone listening to this podcast episode right now has a leg up against the competition. So let's launch right into it with our 82nd episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right. How is everyone doing today? We're, uh, we're here in Austin, Texas. We have, we have uh, a lot of excitement in the crowd, and you'll hear them at the very end asking some amazing questions for hiring decision makers. I'm going to launch right into it. What makes you put a resume in the yes pile? And what makes you put a resume in the no pile? Uh, my name is Ryman Stringer. I am the talent engagement lead at Kung Fu AI, an artificial intelligences company. Um, I put a resume in the yes pile if their keywords are matching the job description that I am searching for. Um, and I see that they have lots of relevant experience. I can tell immediately why they're looking at this position in particular, especially if they've had a bit of a wayward career path, which is very common now. I put a resume in the no pile. Um, I don't want a photo of your dog on your resume or a photo of you on your resume. Um, I want something that's that's clean, professional. That's what I look for. Ooh, these people are pickier than I am. So my <laughs> name is Lisa Novak. I work with Data.World. It's a startup here in Austin that focuses on data management software. Um, my uh, title is head of uh, head of talent and HR. So, so what I'm looking at at resumes when, when candidates uh, information is coming through, I'm almost looking at it just like you guys look at or people look at dating sites, right? Am I going to swipe left or swipe right? And so what makes me swipe the right way? Because I'm not on this side, so I don't know what. <laughs> Right um, which which makes me swipe the the proper way for you. Absolutely on the the understand who you are. And people, we are looking for it's it's everything these ladies have already said. It's we're looking to make sure you don't have typos that you paid attention. And what that means isn't that we care if you spell everything accurately. We care that you paid attention to how you represent yourself because that's how you're going to represent yourself for our companies. Um, we're looking for those. Keywords, if you will, the, the folks on the podcast can't see me air quoting keywords, but those keywords, key phrases, we're looking to make sure that you've got the basic skills that are required for this job. So be sure to consider things like having more than one resume if you've got multiple skills mm -hmm. and multiple yep. objectives and multiple ways that it would be um, appropriate and energizing for you to take your career path. 
Um, so I'm looking for, do you care about the job you just applied for? Nope. Did you articulate that in paper? Mm-hmm. Fantastic, thank you. If you're receiving a, a flood of resumes, let's call it, 120 resumes, how do you prioritize which resumes to look at? Because as a recruiter, I've never recruited before, mm-hmm. but that's something that would just kill me if I had to look at all these different resumes. It is absolutely why we get paid. It is part of our job to look, <laughs> sure, at, all look at all of Sure, look at all of these. Let's give her a round of applause because, <laughs> oh my God, not, not everyone does this. I've spoken to a bunch of recruiters. Not everyone does their due diligence, but I think that's a good thing, to be honest. Yeah. So, that, that's our yeah. responsibility. Yeah. That's yeah. our job, completely. and you're exactly right. And it is very easy for you to get overlooked mm-hmm. when your resume doesn't right. shine, right. when you don't have those very specific yes. keywords, especially for the uh, um, younger uh, recruiting mm-hmm. group that they can't read the whole thing. They're not going to take the time. We're not going to take the time to read the whole thing. So make yourself stand out for that mm-hmm. job in that company with your piece of paper. My name is Nada Lulik. I'm head of HR at SpyCloud. We're a cybersecurity company. Have multiple resumes. Yeah. Tailor it for the job that you're looking for. There's some things that are basic, your Mm -hmm. timeline, your education, but then you may choose to highlight different projects or programs that you did that are germane to the role that you're applying for. That's what makes me look. Mm -hmm. I'm also one of those weird people that reads cover letters, Mm -hmm. right? I know, and that's probably a question later, Mm -hmm. but I do look at it. I love cover letters. Thank you for validating my entire service. And if you can draw the connection for me that this particular project is connected to this thing that you put in your job description or this initiative that I saw happening at your company, points, by the way, for looking at something besides the job description mm-hmm. and knowing what my business is doing, okay. that makes a big difference. Can I ask you mm-hmm. to, and I'm going to move over to you two afterwards, mm-hmm. but what do you use to collect the resumes? What specific uh, software, if any? Or is it just email? Right now, I am do not have an applicant tracking system, so Oof. I'm actually working through Indeed and email. Mm-hmm. And I know, Rami, you, you discussed about using LinkedIn as a tool. Have you found that to be helpful in that? Has that been a way that you've been searching for candidates? Yeah, so when I'm searching on LinkedIn, I'm I'm using Boolean search. That's what all recruiters use. I try to catch as many variants on different keywords as I can. So I'll say software developer or software engineer or software development or software engineering. Um, so I, I attempt that, but I'm, I'm human. I'm fallible, so I, uh, as much as I like to think I'm not. So... I'm, I'm not going to get all of those. So as much sure. of, as many of those as you can include in your LinkedIn profile, whether that's in your skill set or in the actual descriptions of the roles that you've had, the easier it is for me to find you. And the more matches you have, the higher you're going to populate in my search. Yeah, thank you. And um, I just want to emphasize, uh, there's a myth out there that if you submit your resume to, I don't know, there's one of these applicant tracking systems out there that make it seem like the god of applicant tracking systems. And you've heard three instances of recruiters who are using different methodologies to find candidates. Some use LinkedIn, some use all of them. Um, It is, for the most part, I tell people just to have the best possible content, to go to the principles. Don't just game your resume. I think that's really important. Hi, uh, I'm Laura McGonigal. I am a recruiter for the Home Depot, uh, but my company is The Proven Method. All right, Home Depot, that's huge. How do you find candidates? I literally do the same thing that all these ladies do. LinkedIn, we have our own applicant tracking system. 
Um, I even have, gosh, Hunter. I, I look at every little nuance that a person has uh, that's attached to them. Yeah. And I will go in and just literally, I mean, I just do my due diligence. Mm -hmm. It's just really looking and digging in and sinking in and using the keywords emphatically. Yeah. <laughs> just, I can't, I cannot specify. It's literally everything that she just said. Yeah. Great, great. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm gonna talk about the interview, our favorite part of the process because that means you're just one step closer to your dream job here. Here is my next question. If somebody's interviewing with you, and all of your candidates are awesome, how do you pick the one that ends up getting the job? Someone start? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I stumped them, that's what I'm trying to do. Most outspoken person will go. Um, so, so how do you select among a pool of awesome? And there's a lot of that going on in Austin right now, right? Yeah. Our unemployment rate is like negative 47% or some, something like that at this point. Um, and so we've got a lot of really great talent and a lot of great talent has both been brought into Austin and been cultivated in Austin. So how do we get to select amongst great talent? And it really is a matter of the click. Do you click with our people? Do you click with our company? Do you care about what our company is doing? And some of, the, of what we've each said, um, and, and particularly Nada when she was talking about that cover letter, um, the idea that you have bothered to care about us, mm -hmm. about our specific company, that you've done your research, that you know who the people are that you're coming in to interview with, that you know not only some of the quirks of the company, what we're doing, but also what's our market doing? Mm -hmm. what, where is our market maybe struggling? This is all stuff you can find on Google for every company you go in and interview with. So make yourself stand out by caring specifically about the company and the market that you're interviewing in and mm -hmm. for. Well, and even if you have a point of view or an assertion about the market that is not the same as that the company itself has or is just plain wrong, that's okay. You've at least mm -hmm. done the research to form a point of view. So we, we uh, had two interviews this week back to back for a customer success manager. It's a very fiddly position. Um, got to have good technical skills, got to know security, have to have good people skills. Kind of a unicorn, mm -hmm. right? And we had two really solid candidates. The main difference was that the second candidate came in with a list of very insightful questions that were indicative of the amount of work that he had done to figure out, to help him figure out, like, is this the right fit for me? Mm -hmm. Right? So there are two things there. One, yep. he understood what the role was and what our position was. And two, he had enough self-knowledge to know where he could be successful. Mm -hmm. Right? That's the person we're going to make the offer to. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, is anyone perfect? No. But, wow, this is someone who, like, is professional and grounded right. and can do the work we need them to do. Mm -hmm. And the more you feel engaged in yep. the role that you're talking about, the more engaged we're going to be with you, like any relationship, right? Yeah. I don't know how much of this is subconscious or things that you think about as an interviewer, but do you think about nonverbal communication when oh, it comes definitely. to writing? Oh, yeah. Constantly. What's, definitely. What, are some, what are some good nonverbal things? And this is good for, because we barely <laughs> touched upon this. Okay. What are some great nonverbal things and what's like... Eye contact. Uh, yeah. Eye confidence. Like... Um, are they crossing their arms? Are yes. they, you know, apathetic? Are they leaning back? Mm -hmm. Are they I engaged? Mean, yeah. yeah. Totally. 
Yeah. Did they iron their clothes before they right. showed up yes. to this interview? Are they interview? wearing shorts? Did they care enough? to present yourself in a way that we we feel like you care enough about yourself to care about how you present yourself in in the job. Yep. Yeah. And I don't mean that you need to yeah. wear a tie to your to your no, work no. every day. No, no, a bunch no, no, no. of folks here are engineers and you're like, oh, shorts and mm-hmm. t-shirts are great. And you're right, t- shorts and t-shirts are great during the job. Mm-hmm. At the yes. interview, it's about presenting yourself as someone who can pull things together, mm-hmm. whether it's the work or your own self. Yep. Yep. So it truly is about not only that, yeah. yep. that kind of uh, uh, physical language you're giving mm-hmm. us, the crossing the arms, the rolling your eyes, the looking the other direction when we're talking to you, but physically, how do you present mm-hmm. yourself there? It does matter. Well, and, and post-interview, too, sending a thank you note. Yes. Making an effort to say, hey, I really enjoyed this. Thank you, this person, for saying this, this person for saying this. Saying, Showing engagement and showing that you've really thought about this role and that you really want this position. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge. <laughs> We do not get a lot of thank you notes, by the way. That yeah. was, we really okay. appreciate it. Thank Remarkably, you for that up. Yeah. Remarkably get a lot of I do not get a lot of thank you notes. Yeah. They do stand out yes. right now. So Weird, huh? So take the time to write the thank you note. And it can be a quick email. It can be a yeah, handwritten email. It can, be, it can be yeah. one sentence and you'll stand out. I'm going to ask the audience here, like complete honesty here. Um, no one's looking at you. This is all... <laughs> I'll uh, be a microphone. But I mean, we're looking. <laughs> we are looking. All right, close your eyes because this okay. is conflict of interest. Okay. Oh we're asking the recruiters to close their eyes and our studio on here. So you just had an interview. Is anyone 100% you send a thank you note every single time? Raise your hand. Okay. Good Fantastic. Good. That's one of the most common questions I get asked post-interview is if they don't receive a response and they were supposed to get a response, when is, I mean, everyone's busy, let's be honest, it happens to all of us, but is it ever appropriate to follow up twice? Is that okay with you? Yes, it is. First of all, don't wait for for us to, if you're waiting for us to give you the next step, you've already failed the process. Mm -hmm. Be proactive, Mm -hmm. absolutely follow up with us first Mm -hmm. with that thank you note. And then when we don't respond, because we do have 757 other candidates in the queue, send us another one. Mm-hmm. Day later, three days later, we're cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You'll know when it's not yeah. cool. Yes. We don't think you're needy. We do. Seriously, and frankly, we don't think like, you're needy. If you've crossed yes. the line, we've probably <laughs> already decided against you anyway, yeah. so yes. you may as well just keep beating us up until we let you know. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You will not be annoyed by a follow-up. Agreed. Straight, straight from the recruiters themselves. <laughs> it is okay to follow up. Mm-hmm. I've How many emails I've gotten of, oh, this person from such and such company hasn't responded. When do I send a follow-up response? Now. And yeah, yeah no, I think that's great. Yeah. Now. Now. email you. You yeah. have to be assertive, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. because even as mm-hmm. as a recruiter that I care about every single candidate, and I want no matter mm-hmm. if I hire you or not, I want you to have an amazing experience with my company. Mm-hmm. I have so many emails and resumes to look at. I Some things are bound to slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm human. If you follow up, I'm happy that you followed up because it gives me another opportunity to make sure that you have a good experience with my company. So it's not an annoyance to me. It's a benefit to me. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and... I am not just a recruiter, but I'm head of HR. So that means I'm recruiting, I'm doing benefits, I'm hiring people in three other countries in the world, I'm developing manager training, and I'm managing, you know, a facilities move, right? Mm -hmm. So I actually appreciate it when a candidate follows up. And I will always 
thank them. Mm -hmm. I'll apologize mm -hmm. that I've not been quick Same enough. Mm -hmm. And yeah, to Ryman's you. point, I'm grateful that they've given me a chance to do mm -hmm. um, to do my job the way mm -hmm. I want to, yep. which is to make sure that you're all treated with respect. Mm -hmm. Right. Beautiful. So, so with a startup, especially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys see that a lot, right? The lack of response. That's pretty common, right? Yep. Everybody's complaining mm -hmm. about it. When I was job searching, I was complaining about it too. It's, it's horrific what's happening it out there. It is horrific. It is because of our volume. Mm -hmm. Stand out. Stand yeah. out in that yeah. volume. Job seekers, how many of you dealt with lack of response post-interview? Raise your hand. Yeah. Everyone Sorry. in the room. Oh, it sorry. happens. Yeah. 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 I'm like, yeah. Sure. yeah. All of us. All of us. All of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The entire panel is raising our hands. Podcast folk. I'm going to ask you my favorite question about the interview. It's what is your biggest weakness? Mm. It's one that I hate because it puts me on the spot, but I've learned to love it because I know <laughs> you can make it a positive thing. Um, I never ask that question. Um, okay. I, I, I don't Why think. Why not? I don't think there's a lot of, I mean, what am I going to say? I'm too perfect. Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I get so caught up in the details that I'm just too perfect. Okay. It's, um, what I really want to know is I'm a big believer in behavioral interviewing. So mm -hmm. give me a situation. So tell me about a time when. So Nada and I were talking about this earlier. Tell me about a time when you failed and how did you move mm -hmm. past that and improve the next time? Mm -hmm. Or tell me about something that you are working on improving about yourself. Um, that's a question that I'm much more likely to ask than what's your biggest weakness. Um, because we all have things that we're good at and things that we're not so good at. Um, and so showing that you have enough self-awareness to, you know, be actively working on something about yourself. And you could say, you know, hey, I'm not that great at like object-oriented programming and I'm trying to pick up my skills there. So here's what I'm doing about it. You can say that. You don't have to say, I'm impatient. It doesn't have to be a soft skill. Um, it can be really something that you're actively working on improving. As you're preparing yourself for an interview, think about what are you working on on yourself right now? What are you learning more about? Mm -hmm. Where are you honing your skills? So instead of allowing folks to say, what are you not good at? You respond with, here's what I'm working on, mm -hmm. right? It's a much more pleasant answer than I'm not good at this. Yep. It's I'm working on this. Yep. And so. Frankly, shame on the recruiters who ask you what you're not good at. Yeah. It's a weird question. It's yeah. inappropriate. It happens yeah. all the time. No, all the or time. Or hiring managers. Yeah. Or yeah, hiring managers, managers etc. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I want to pick up the, the the situational thing, how you behave in specific situations. Mm -hmm. We always, you know, on our side, endorse and think, talk about things like the star technique or mm -hmm. things where you try to mm -hmm. show actual results. Yeah. Do you mm -hmm. stand by that? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not, I mean, if you're in sales or marketing or anything where you have to show a specific result, I think it's important to pick up those numbers and show concrete examples. I was just about yeah. to bring yeah. that yeah. I was like, we are looking for those numbers. We're looking mm -hmm. for those years of experience. Right. And I want mm -hmm. exactly what Ryman was saying. I want a detailed explanation that I can give back to the hiring manager, mm -hmm. that I can give back to you know the manager, yeah. the, whoever. I mean, for me specifically, it's a mm -hmm. hiring manager. Right. They've, they've got all of this skill set. They're within my range. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. They are that yeah. candidate. And they get along well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? well, and and even if they don't follow the STAR method exactly, if you put the effort in to, to think about those things, you're going to be more concise. You're going to hit the things that you want to talk about more quickly. Um, you're not going to come across as long-winded. So as, you, as long as you prepare and you use a method like that, um, I found that it helps a lot. And, and we get a lot more out of it than just, I did this and this happened. It's, 
here's how I problem solve, here's how I collaborated with team members. It, it shows a lot more about you as a human being and as a person um, than just a key metric or a I also always want to know what was your role? Mm -hmm. What was the size yep. of the team? What other groups? Gotta show context and scope. Yes. Right, context yep. and yeah. scope. What other groups did you collaborate with? Why did you collaborate with those groups? Why didn't you include those groups? Yep. Right. Why did you get selected for that project? Right. And and like, would you get selected again? Sometimes I'll ask those, you know, sort of conjecture questions just to see how people respond. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's crying. actually yes. much more interesting right. for me oh, than completely. what's your weakness? I mean, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what you say. I can make a BS about that yeah. too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We honestly don't care about your weaknesses. That's not yeah. what we're looking for as hiring managers. Yeah. As, okay. as, no, we're uh, looking for what you're good at. Exactly. Yeah. We're looking for what you're good at. So be prepared for that. Yeah. That's exactly right. What yeah. have you accomplished and what are you good at? And probably uh, some of you here in the room who have had the opportunity to go through some of this uh, resume building exercise mm -hmm. uh, with the team here, have. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that those are the kinds of things they're asking you about. Where were your successes? Let's build out on mm -hmm. that. And that's, you know, going all the way back to question number one how do you you know what what catches our attention on the resume knowing your own successes knowing your own mm -hmm. accomplishments sharing those those metrics those those things you did it's not just I did this job it's I did this job and here's what I got to roll out here's what I accomplished mm -hmm. here's what I made better or actually yeah. did for the company we yeah. want to see that I picked some of the best HR people for this podcast so <laughs> let's give a round of applause for their answers so far <laughs> all right we got something called lightning round. It's one of my favorite parts of the podcast where we give them less than 30 seconds to answer their question. I want every single one of them to answer these questions in quick format. We're going to start with Laura and then we're going to snake back <laughs> and just me. always you, Laura. I'll <laughs> on you because I know you. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> All right, here. Question number one, lightning round. Mm -hmm. What percentage of cover letters do you actually read? Ooh, if I get cover letters. Sometimes I don't get cover letters. I would love to get more cover letters. I usually read as many as I get because they are impactful. They do give us, a, you know, just like a little bit of story. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Actively read and engage with a low percentage. Mm -hmm. How many I skim of the ones I do receive? Yeah. Um, a good amount. And the one thing uh, that I that really stands out to me is if they have even one sentence that is specific to my company. Thank you. I skim 85%, mm -hmm. the ones that are specific, the ones I go for, and the ones that are long. <laughs> How long is too long? I'll let you elaborate. Three paragraphs. Plenty. Three par okay, I thought you said three paragraphs is too long. Three I'm like, short I'm doing paragraphs. everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> three three <laughs> sentence paragraphs. Okay, I'm going to jump in and say, yeah, I'm not reading okay. past the second paragraph. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm really, really skimming. skimming. I'm okay. really the coolest thing yeah. about you and yeah. why does that relate yeah. to this job, job. in this mm -hmm. company? Mm -hmm. You have a generic cover letter that I'm, you don't cater to the company, you may as well not have especially it. Especially yeah, if someone else's sure. company name is in there. Uh, yeah, I'm oh. like, dude, it happens all the time. I've never done it, but dang. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if anyone has, like, seriously, don't feel bad. But I mean, just double check, double check everything. It's, it's, it happens. Don't feel bad. Go ahead, go ahead and feel bad. Feel bad. Yeah. Get your life together. Okay. I agree. All right, we got to move on. Number two, lightning round. What is the most ideal format for your resume if you're receiving an email format? Do you want PDF, Word doc, rich text? What do you want? Please PDF your stuff. So please understand that when you send a document across any network, 
in an unprotected format like Word or Google Docs, etc., it does not necessarily look the same to us as it looks to you. Just PDF your stuff. Beautiful. If you want it to look good, PDF. Yeah. PDF. I'm cool with either. Yeah. That is not against you. That is exactly. That is not your make or break. Yeah. I'm just no. saying that your colon turns into HJFT yes. something or other. Right? So it, it's going to benefit you. Some it's going PDF to look like yeah. you meant it to yeah. look but if you PDF it's it. It's no points against but you. But we don't yeah. care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't really care. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Question number three. Have you actually disqualified someone just due to a typo? Yes. Yes. I haven't, but a hiring manager has. Okay. Yes and no. Yeah. Did it hurt There's, you just to know that this was going to be a good candidate and then you were like, oh, I don't know. I've called a candidate and said, fix yeah. it. Yes. Okay. I have to. Yes. Your resume I mean, sucks. Yeah. Fix it. Mm -hmm. If it's I in usually your name. Yeah. I, I usually do tell them yeah. to tweak. If the meat is there, yes. if we know that this yeah. is a qualified candidate and they just jacked up their resume, mm -hmm. If it's not horrible, because yeah. I'm not dealing with horrible, that just mm -hmm. means you didn't right. you didn't give it the time and the attention yeah, that it deserves. You don't care that. enough about the way you <laughs> represent yourself. You're sure not going to represent yourself well for our company. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've 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 helped people correct mm -hmm. typos and, mm -hmm. and minor stuff if they're the right, right. potential candidate. Yeah, as long but, as it's minor. If it's yeah. one typo at the bottom of your resume, but let's not yeah. take that yeah. line, folks. That's we're the we're the exception, not right. the rule. Okay. Know <laughs> that it is very easy to get overlooked for just a typo. Yep, it is 100 percent true. It. Yeah, it's Don't true. Um, uh, our resume service, we, we're all about pushing Grammarly. I think it's a great app. Uh, yep. There are some oh, things yeah. that Microsoft Word just doesn't catch. Yep. I print out your resume. I know it's this print. weird thing, yes. but when I print it out, I'm able to see it a lot better yes. uh, versus computer screen. It's just kind of like, I and look at that's a come, great idea. Come back the next day. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like sleep yeah. on it and Show come back friends. the next day and you'll go, oh God, what was I saying? <laughs> right? Show your friends. Show people yeah. Like, yeah. like these folks who are here to help you, right? Mm -hmm. Show yeah. the us's that you know out there. Um, we, most people want, you know, most of the people around you want you to be successful. We yep. want to help mm -hmm. with that. So don't don't throw it out blind. Get we'll some read resumes for coffee, cookies, or cocktails. That's, yeah. that's, that's true. true. That's you hear that? That's her that's offer. All of us. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 All, okay. all right, we're going to do our final question of lightning round. And I want your honest to God answer here. How mm -hmm. often, on average, do you spend on each resume? To be fair, we have not been lying this whole time. We yeah. have been honest yeah. to God through this entire yeah. program. Yeah. Um, All right, let's, let's switch to honesty now. Yeah. yeah. Um, you get about 10 to 15 seconds at first glance. Okay. If it clicks in that 10 to 15 seconds, you get about 20 more. I'm always telling people, and, and please argue, me, argue with me if I'm wrong, but I look at the one-pager versus two-pager thing. I think it's okay to have a two-page resume. Yeah, right. totally. Right? Yeah, completely. But your most important stuff, the stuff that you need to convey, needs to be on that first page. Mm -hmm. And do yourself one up beyond that and put your most relevant stuff at the very top of the resume. Yep. Right? Well, and if you have a, if you've had a, you know, a, a, you know, some water bottling job that you're not isn't relevant at all to what you're trying to go into i, I don't that. need water to see job. I, that's what i'm yeah you know <laughs> someone's got to do it uh if you have 12 bullet points about that yeah you don't need 12 bullet points about that that can be maximum no one, bullets no bullets actually you don't need the water bottling um, so it's not relevant. i actually yeah. uh, one of the best resume examples that i have is of someone who's now a ceo in austin and it's a one-page resume. It's his entire career and his education. And it covers all 
27 years of his career. Wow. Yeah. And it's readable. The font is not tiny. Hmm. It's there. So it's doable, right? One of the things that I see, particularly with technical positions and particularly with testers, I'm going to pick on testers, is that they just get into the weeds. It's just like, holy moly, five yeah. pages? I'm, I'm not even sending that through. I'm not yep. talking to the person. Because they can't communicate. Resume yeah. 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 We don't need 15 <laughs> bullets on every job you've ever done. Right we need a few bullets of the most important things you've done at each job yeah. that are relevant to yes. that role. So yeah. if a CEO it's, it's with 27 years of experience and two graduate c- degrees can condense their resume into one page, you can probably do it to two. In two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm actually against the one pager. How about them apples? But you don't hear that very often. Huh? I agree with you, Hor. Like, so it, as I long don't as it get enough be. from you generally in one page. If you've got three years of experience, I got all of you in one, in page. one yeah. page. If you've got 13, I need more meat. It's the the. the Three to five year person, don't be afraid to to, to get to the second Unless you're in sales, because all I care about are your numbers. Your numbers. Yeah. Yeah. You only need <laughs> yeah. two bullets under each roll. Very truthful. <laughs> what did I sell and how yeah, much did I make? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but we do. You know, we're sitting here asking you for more meat. We're asking you for d- detail your projects. Tell us a little bit more about the teams and why you did that. Obviously, you can't all keep that to one page. Mm-hmm. Understand that when we're scrolling, it all just feels it's like digital. one page to us. Yeah. We're only going to be willing to scroll, you know, 17 inches, whatever the hell you yeah. right? We're, we're going to be really, I'm trying to do this for, the, for the podcast, right? And I, as I'm using my hands to talk, um, we're willing to scroll this far. If it's not interesting, we've already stopped about here, three right. inches. Um, so, so know that what it, it's not so much how long your resume is, it's how much it it's weighs. What's it's what's the value in it. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. been preaching this from the start. You're just... <laughs> well, you're welcome. You're helping you me out. <laughs> That's ep- episode, episode, Chris, this is Chris's opinion and my opinion. It works. Um, episode nine, how long should your resume be? It's a 10-minute episode. We go into detail. And you're actually confirming the exact things I'm saying. So thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. This is our final question before we take some Q&A from the audience. And if you do have some Q&A, what I would like you to do is to line up in that corner right behind Dave. Um, right here, so that way we can be efficient with this. But this is my final question, and this is something I am just dying to know. What do you think, as a job seeker, is the best investment I can make during my search? Of time. Let's be specific. (laughs) My my best money investment. Okay, you can go either way, but my best time investment, yeah. Um... I'm going to say networking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean going to a networking event and standing in the corner and drinking the Coke. I mean reaching out to individuals that want that have the job that you want or work in the company that you want to work at, offering to take them for coffee, offering to say, I will. I just want to pick your brain for five minutes as, as quick as I possibly can. Um, that one-on-one, as much one-on-one as you can get is great. And if you do go to a networking event, really making an effort to get to know the people there. I know it sucks. I know it's hard. I promise it's worth it. Even when I'm just randomly searching on LinkedIn, if I'm looking for a lower level position and I see someone who's been a manager for a while, it's not uncommon for me to cold message them and ask them if they have any referrals. So I'm constantly looking for referrals. That's where I get a lot of my candidates. So the more people you know, and the Austin startup scene in particular is about 
this big podcast. I'm putting my fingers together really, really close. <laughs> That's the absolute best investment of your time you can give. Thank you. Great answer. We're all going to say the same thing yeah, on I this. Know. Networking, especially with it's the totally, unemployment yeah. being as low as it yep. is in Austin, it, it really is. We're back to the old school. It's who you know, not yep. what you know. Mm-hmm. You have to know the stuff, too. Austin's a yes. really smart community. So it is It is both right. now. It is what you know and who you know. So build your network, cultivate your network, mm-hmm. and use your network. And engage. Yep. Engage. Just overall and, engage. Like yeah. here, engage. On a podcast, engage online engage through email you know just everything if i'm sending you a hey thank you so much you know for connecting with me reciprocate because i will remember you Mm -hmm. and maybe i may not we may not fit right now but maybe later we will yep that's right that's the cultivating really work work that network use the you know the folks you've worked with in the past Mm -hmm. who who have shiny things to say about you who do they know that that might be at those companies that you're targeting or that you're interested Mm -hmm. in and and um you know use three degrees into your network don't be afraid to ask for introductions don't be afraid to Mm -hmm. um get out there and and request uh uh, connections, mm-hmm. etc. Even with us, use that network and cultivate it. Work your network. I had a candidate that I rejected for a position that I met at a happy hour, and he messaged me on LinkedIn last week and sent me referrals and said that he had such a good experience with us that he was asking and telling people about our company. He did not have to do that. He went out of his way to help me. My, I've always heard that the most powerful thing that we can learn in recruiting and ask in recruiting is how can I help you? That goes to job seekers as well. So how can I help you, whether that's to a peer, a mentor, a recruiter, a hiring manager? I think those are, that's one of the most powerful questions you can ask. And all of us here are well networked. Mm-hmm. So if you can't work for our company or you're not a fit for a role we're recruiting for, we know what other people are recruiting for. Mm-hmm. I refer people other places all yep. the time. I mean, we. I joke that I have a mafia. Right? <laughs> and I mean, we just did today. We're just. I we mean, just did yeah. today. You know, Lisa and I have been a mafia forever. Mm-hmm. But but seriously, I will help you, mm-hmm. right? I will help you get connected to another company you want to get connected with, mm-hmm. right? And and then if I call you, you're going to share my mm-hmm. post or my job description, mm-hmm. right? This is how it works. This is part of the networking. And also, again, going back to a startup, you know, I'm a sub-50 person company. Those referrals, people that come through referrals, through employees, through people we know, through partners, right. get more attention. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right, they get more focus. And again, if they're not a fit for me, I'm gonna help them go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask my team to help them go somewhere else. I will take the time to review and fix their resume. Mm -hmm. Right, so network, network, network. (laughs) I've gotten two this this week alone just from you know home depot employees telling me yeah i have these right you know two resumes here i can't fit them but i know other people who, who can. can right yep right and i'll take the 10 or 15 mm-hmm. minutes that's some pretty yeah. great full circle to our mm-hmm. original it, it question really of what is. makes yeah. you look at the resume yeah. and how do your resumes stand yeah. out yeah and i'll tell you the ones referrals. that we spend a little bit more time on and the ones that get referrals. the first attention are those referrals whether they're from mm-hmm. our peers they're from your peers just poking our you know poking us in yeah. the ribs to, mm-hmm. to say hey hey look mm-hmm. at my friend yeah from our employees from our employees networks mm-hmm. um those those you give us a wink and a nod from someone else and we're going to give you the attention mm-hmm. and 
oftentimes, well, I'm going to speak for myself here. I will give more candid feedback. Like, hey, you're not a fit for me, and here's why. Mm -hmm. Or not a fit for us, and here's why. But here are three other companies you should look at. I can help you with two. Mm -hmm. I can't help you with the third. Mm -hmm. Right? So, So it's a great opportunity to get some you know some different feedback than you might ordinarily get great well i could not have asked for better people to give these answers before we launch into some q a we have time for a few questions here i just want to say thank you so much for coming and joining us thank you and if everyone can give them a round of applause yeah my pleasure perfect so um it looks like we have a lot of people lined up Um, So earlier uh, during the panel, you mentioned that uh, you had two candidates and the candidate that stood out to you was the candidate that brought those really detailed questions about whether or not they would be a good fit. I know in the interview process, there's usually like multiple rounds. Do you come in hot with those questions on the first interview or do you save that for like second, third interview? Since I made that comment, um, this candidate was particularly thoughtful about creating the questions for each interviewer. Mm -hmm. We share the interview schedule in advance, names and titles of the people they're interviewing with. And I pre-soak people in advance. You're talking to this person, this person, this person, this person. You want to know about sales, ask them. You want to know about product, ask them. You want to know about renewals, ask them. Great. Mm A career change can often include a pivot, um, and so that might require you to step back from more senior experience to almost start over in a new industry. Mm-hmm. What's your recommendation on framing your resume to show experience, but also willingness to learn? Use your summary statement. We don't care if you call it an objective or a summary or whatever you want to call it. You can just call it a paragraph and not have a, a, a line for it. but. Use it there. Use mm-hmm. that Use that moment to say, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm trying for. I want this kind of job in this kind of company. I get that my, my experience is this. This is what I'm doing to pivot my career. Use so your use, network. Use that. Yeah. Yep. And then I'll say, as the person who probably doesn't um, doesn't do the most uh, cover letter reading, I will also say that's another opportunity to say the why. Mm-hmm. Great, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time today. This has been really helpful. Um, for someone who has just graduated from either a graduate program or, um, let's say, like any undergrad program, mm-hmm. what is the biggest no-no or the biggest advice that you could give, like a recent graduate, in terms of um, either structuring the resume or moving forward in an interview process? How much do you, how much weight do you put on that education experience between work? Well, it's been a few years, but let's let our most recent graduates say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the youngest here. Um, take it Wow. I have found that a lot of young, younger candidates or recent graduates, um, if, when I leave room to ask them questions in the phone screen, the first thing they ask is, like, what the PTO policy is. Um, uh, we have a great one, but... I was really concerned about what you thought about the role. Um, that's a red flag for for um, for just interviewing and, and kind of interviewing etiquette. I think that that misses the flag sometimes because it is really important, but um, the job is more important. Um, in terms of resume, I, I do want to see your education on the top. I understand that you're a recent graduate, um, and if I'm if I'm open to recent graduates, uh, structuring your resume in terms of keywords and everything else, just like any other candidate, uh, is is what I'm looking for. 
Maybe if there are school projects, yep. include yes. those school projects as if they're a yep. job. And what your role was, your what name. you did exactly, right. break that down. What you accomplished, yes. how it's relevant to this role. Use yep. that schoolwork as part of your mm -hmm. resume. Really build yep. out your resume with that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, my question is about um, when your life, you know, sometimes life uh, takes you in a different direction and you have to actually step back from your career and take a lot of contract jobs like I had to mm -hmm. do from home a lot of contracts mm -hmm. and I stepped out of the executive position how do I get back in it and how do I actually put it on the uh, resume because a lot of my the most previous uh, recent jobs are a whole bunch of contracts one year contracts when my really the experience that I have is on the last page as a last job you know even though mm -hmm. it's nine years mm -hmm. at that mm -hmm. position Mm -hmm. how, Take it how off the last page. Bring it back up. Yeah. But Bring yeah. it back up. Put Your consulting out. work should, it, and especially if it's only just you know the last few years of the consulting work, keep that as small as possible. So you bring that relevant stuff bullets. on the top. That's okay. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Even if it's for different companies, I sure. don't have just, to put it in the. In the no. I consulted. These are the companies I worked for. This yep. is some of the stuff I accomplished. As if yep. it's just one job. Yep. Okay. Yep. You did so the same job. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Consulting from 2014 thing. to 2019, different companies. And your objective sentence yes, exactly. would yeah. be that perfect yeah. thing. Yep. Like, and, and then trend, use, your yep. mm -hmm. use your network. Use your network. Every question network. we're going to say, network. use your network. Right. Thank mm -hmm. you. you said that. Um, I guess I'd like to just piggyback on what you just said. My immediate top thing is about being a freelance designer. And I am not sure how well it's going over. Is there some way I can help to express like the, the different types of roles I've had? Someone suggested using like some of the clients as like milestone bullet points, um, which is sort of what it sounds like she was doing yeah. in her consulting. Are you trying to continue to be a freelancer? Mm -hmm. right. No, I want a full-time okay. job. And I have mm -hmm. full-time work below that, but in terms of the timeline, that's what I got. I feel like it's the same answer. Yeah, it's the same, same, yeah, same, same answer. Yeah. Same. Use your freelance yeah. work. Is it that's, freelance you had a freelance job. Your job that period of time was your free, freelancing work. Your clients are listed under it. The accomplishments are next to yep. your clients. It is your one job during that chunk of time was freelance work. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that and freelance is what you want to see, like in terms of self-employed, freelance. freelance you did you have it? Did you do a DBA? Do design. you have a business yep. name? Use that right. business name. That was it. Did you? Is it? You know? Yep. Jane Smith Designs, use it. Yep. Thank you very much for your time tonight. Um, I'm going to hope I'm not being redundant on the last two, but it's sort of the same question, but with a gap. So, for instance, I was a musical theater performer for three years in the middle of my professional experience. Awesome. There might be people who have parenthood gaps or mm -hmm. sure. one other Care, Caring for parents, whatever. Sure. Yeah. You know, life things happen, too. How do you deal with that on a resume so that it doesn't look like I flaked for three years? We don't think that. Yeah, oh, so we don't think that. Good news, most of us are human too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. life happens. Yes. I've been there. Yes. Most. Yeah, most. I, I would just tell the truth. Yeah, yes. like musical performer for blah blah. Mm -hmm. But included on the resume? Yeah, yeah. sure. So yeah. There's not a gap in the time. Right. Now, remember sure. we said earlier, if okay. it's not terribly relevant to the job you're trying to get, just don't make 17 board. bullets right. about that. One line. Don't make it take yes. up half a page for you. It's this is what I did during this time. But mm -hmm. it's worth including to make sure the time is. Gone. Yes. Because yes. yes. if sure. I see a and four or five year gap, I'm going to be, like, and you don't say anything about it, I say <laughs> what? 
And actually yeah. for my company, when so we're looking for a bookkeeper right now. There's someone who did something similar. We saw that and went, oh, that's cool. Let's talk mm-hmm, to them. Mm-hmm. When I talked to them, their experience was great. Culturally, they're a good fit. They're mm-hmm. coming in for an interview. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So for the right yeah. employer, that's going to be mm-hmm. attractive. Mm-hmm. Thank and you. It's going to be slightly um, harder for you to build your network, but this is you're one of the yeah. people that the network is really, really critical for also. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. And I want to plug one company. Uh, it's called The Prowess Project, and it's actually a company focused on women returning to work mm-hmm. after taking a break from... Um, whatever that may be. Uh, and they have accreditation courses and certification courses. It's a it's a great company. So if you're a, a woman returning to work, uh, check there out the There are a number project. of those. Yep. Google lot. that, right? Yep. There are a yeah. lot of yeah. job kind of re-entry organizations Lots that are there to help yep. with those kinds of things too, especially if it's been a particularly large gap. You stayed at home for, you know, six years to deal with your babies yep. uh, kind of stuff. There are a number of organizations that can help you with that and help you with the outplacement piece. Of and it. there are a number of rules <clears throat> for which... That's an advantage. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to the audience for asking those questions. Those were better questions that I could have come up with, especially the (laughs) resume gap question. I should have even thought to put that on. (laughs) So thank you very much. And uh, I want to give our lovely panelists the opportunity to talk about your company for about 30 seconds here. Mm-hmm. And are you on LinkedIn? Because sometimes uh, our listeners yeah. like to connect with people <laughs> Could you on LinkedIn. imagine if we weren't on LinkedIn? <laughs> I'm like, thank you emails yeah, for I just established them. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Exactly. Tell them how to find you and then talk about your company, please. Uh, Laura McGonigal. I work with a proven method. My one and only baby account is the Home Depot. I am on site. I am currently looking for a senior systems engineer uh, with Kubernetes, Docker's, containers, go. Uh, I'm looking for a, a program, uh, a project manager with e-commerce, mm. obviously, uh, good in retail setting, need that retail mm. uh, customer loyalty. If anybody knows of anybody, that would be great. I'm looking for those two right now. Mm-hmm. Great, thank you. Uh, my name is Ryman Stringer. I am on LinkedIn. It's spelled R-Y-M-A-N, but it sounds like rhyming without the G. Um, I am with Kung Fu AI. Again, we are an artificial intelligence professional services startup, so we are not road warriors. Our consultants sit on site in Austin to work specifically with different clients on building out prototypes and POCs focused on artificial intelligence and machine learning. I am always looking for candidates at all different levels of machine learning, um, and I do mean full stack machine learning. I need you to have uh, software engineering skills as well as data science skills. Um, If you have experience with deep learning, computer vision, or NLP, I really want to talk to you. Um, Right now, we're, we're not actively hiring, but I am always talking to candidates. Great. Thanks. Great. Nada Lulik with SpyCloud. We help keep the internet safe by helping companies prevent account takeover for their employees and their customers. We're recruiting two senior software engineers, one for our platform team and one for our integration team. Um, Python, Java, full actually full stack developers. Uh, security is not essential, so it's a great opportunity for someone who wants to learn cybersecurity. We're gonna be looking for junior DevOps engineer as well. We're looking for a global risk and compliance manager to help us navigate all of the privacy and other compliance issues. We're looking for a bookkeeper and looking for salespeople in the Southeast. Great. Thanks. Data.World is um, a three-year-old data management company. We have 
two products. One is an open community product. Um, it is our uh, attempt to build the world's most, the world's largest, most abundant, most effective, and most collaborative data resource. It is literally out there so the entire world can share data. It's the reason the internet was invented in the first place. It kind of devolved into people's pictures of their dinner. Um, <laughs> but we're going back to the root of it, the idea that sharing data and collaborating on data will help people make better decisions. We've taken that same concept and shared it with our enterprise clients, helping the enterprise understand where their data is, mm -hmm. how to organize it, how to structure it, how to look at it, and how to collaborate on it within their organizations in the most robust way possible so that they're making better decisions on how they're running their business. We are looking for uh, engineers, heavy Java focus across the entire platform. Um, we're also looking for sales, um, and by sales I mean everything that is around the sales world, uh, from sales development reps to strategic account executives mm -hmm. to sales engineers, engagement managers, client services, and technical client services. So all that kind of wraps around the world of sales. Um, our focus is really on folks who understand the data market and data industry. It is. Um, a huge industry right now, if you guys have noticed, but we're calling it the, not we, Gartner is calling it the uh, the oil industry of today. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of money in it and a lot sure. of people in it. Um, the vast majority of the world's data has been developed and created in the last three years. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. And we're trying, no, right? Um, and we're trying to help organize that. And so we, we want we want the data geeks. I'm looking for data geeks. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's give our awesome panel one loud, proud round of applause. Probably my favorite live studio audience that we've ever done at the Career Warrior podcast. You guys are awesome. Yeah. You guys Thank had you. some great questions. Um, yeah. So I just want to... Um, give one additional shout out to the Flatiron Coding School. Yeah. We're actually here doing this live at Flatiron here at, in Austin, Texas. And uh, it's just a really beautiful location. We also had some people from Flatiron um, who are here today. So um, can't thank you enough. And thanks again to our awesome panel. You guys made the content what it is. And not only are we hopefully affecting these people's lives today, but also people who are listening on iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is. So additionally, for you career warriors who are listening at home, what I'll do is I'll plug the LinkedIn's of the people who are on the panel. So if you're driving, jogging, whatever it is, we want you to be safe. Just stop when you get the chance and add <laughs> these folks on LinkedIn and uh, you're not going to regret it. So additional podcast episodes, if this did interest you, we have episode eight, what hiring managers want to see in your resume, and episode 12, how to make yourself stand out in the application with Annalisa Gonzalez, who is another amazing recruiter. So this concludes our 82nd episode of the Career Warrior podcast. Go out and be warriors.